Welcome to the HU Pirate Ship Podcast. You can find us at www.hupirateship.com where we talk about the pirates. You can also find us on all social media platforms, including SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. And subscribe for new episodes and content alerts. And now, on to the show. Go Pirates! Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Big Reek along with Hampton Knight from the HU Pirate Ship. This is our first show for 2023, right? What's going on, man? <laughs> nothing much, man. It is 2023. Yeah, yeah man, I think we, we took a hiatus, right? We, we were, <laughs> we said we ain't coming back for a while. Was that? Yeah, that, that was, was the it. briefest hiatus. But you know what, though, it, it's a reason why we came back. You know, if if it would still been in the same situation, we would have still been gone because I lost this actual microphone. I just found it. So yeah, we were on a for real hiatus, and we still are until you know we feel better. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's true, man. So I guess this episode, we're going to talk about uh, the reason why we came off our hiatus um, and talk about the new um, athletic director and just share some thoughts as well on the new university president. And then there's been a lot of chatter about should Hampton go back to the MIAC on the Internet? So we have some thoughts on that from our, <laughs> our lived experience uh, leaving the MIAC. And then we'll just uh, give a, a quick review of the uh, basketball season. So, yeah, let's jump into it real quick. So, um, Anthony Henderson Sr. is the new athletic director for Hampton University Athletics. Um, he's a pirate. Uh, he graduated early 2000s. He played football under Joe Taylor. Um, he has a lot of experience uh, on the peninsula, uh, some experience with uh, uh, Power Five conferences, Ivy League. So, he's been around and uh, he's uh, known as a professional within these circles. So, um, I think um, it's the, the, the sky is looking up or things are looking up for Hampton Pirates. And that's why we wanted to do this podcast. So uh, I don't know him personally. We were there roughly at the same time. So we shared, I think, two years there. I don't I haven't met him. But, you know, when you see social media, and you see people congratulating him. We have like 30 friends in common. So and I just asked about him and everyone just had great things to say. And the people that I respect, uh, respect him. So. Yeah, I think it's, it's a good hire for Hampton University um, from things I'm hearing and seeing. Uh, he knows what needs to be done. He's been around, so he knows what things need to look like for us to be successful. But Hamptonite has more information on this than I could ever have. So share, man. Well, you know what? First, I want to say congrats to uh, Mr. Henderson. I'll ne- I'll, this is the first time you ever called me AD, him A.D. Henderson. But <laughs> I mean... When I was at Hampton, uh, he was my big brother. And now let me go ahead and throw this disclaimer out. He does not listen to me. I am a Hampton fanatic. Fanatics are crazy. So he does not listen to crazy. He is a measured person. So I will say this. Um, you know, he was he was definitely a big brother, you know, to me and my, my cousins um, at Hampton and he was the type of person that I would say at an early age, it was just really, really very responsible, very, uh, you could tell he very articulate, very, you could tell he was the type of uh, the student where if me and you are sitting around, you know, we, we, you know, engage in the urban vernacular, a little slang here, and he walks up and, you know, with the, <clears throat> and, you know, we're like, oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, mm-hmm. you kind of clear, you kind of clear, uh, 
you know, he clears it up really quick. So he was that type of uh, uh, big brother, you know, and being a big brother and a big sister at Hampton, you know, that's a big, that's a huge responsibility. That's a big thing. So he, you know, he was always there. He looked out for me and my cousin. Um, I have I had three cousins at Hampton, mm. uh, Ronnie, Jason Jones, rest in peace, uh, my cousin uh, Roy Johnson, um, and my other cousin Keenan, Keenan Woods. And, you know, he looked out for me and Keenan. And, you know, and so, you know, and I would say the relationship, you know, it's been um, over the years, you know, he definitely, when my mother passed um, in 2021, he was there, you know, he reached out to me. So, you know, he's a, a person I would call a great friend, a good guy. And I'm very excited that he got the position, you know, and he's kind of coy about it. But, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I mean, he he honestly, I felt um, was, you know, it, it fits him because when he was at Hampton, you know, he came in in the biggest error I think we had athletically at Hampton. Think about it. Think about the power structure that we had when he was there. He had Dr. Harvey at the top. Dennis Thomas as the athletic director, Joe Taylor as the head football coach, Pat Bibbs as the women's basketball coach, Steve Murfield and Screen, Nielsen Screen as a tennis coach. Now, if you think about just Joe Taylor, Pat Bibbs, Steve, Steve Murfield, Nielsen Screen as a tennis coach, just think about those four coaches alone. That has to be within maybe a four year span. That's about what 12 13 championships right there we yeah that's Kennedy. a hall of fame uh roster that's right there hall of fame roster and so he would he saw that you know he, he he saw uh what hampton athletics were during that era era and that to, to you know to many of us that was kind of like the golden era for hampton and so he knows what he knows what the program has been and what it can be so you know, that's what I think he he under when he says he knows Hampton, he knows the academic side, of course, but he also knows that side. And the fact that he knows that side is what the majority of the alums are psyched about. Excellent. Yep, excellent. So I, I think it's all been uh, happy feelings and, and good news about uh, Henderson becoming the athletic director. So I think we got some things to be excited about um, now. Being realistic, right? Like Hampton is a uh, is not a nimble institution, right? Like it doesn't change quickly, um, as most big institu- institutions don't. So you know, expecting him to come and change everything overnight is highly unrealistic. Um, there's a lot of gates, a lot of things, a lot of institutional knowledge and folks that are going to be there no matter what. So you know, expecting him to come in and start whacking people and 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 making yeah. you know that's not going to happen. I just that's wild to expect that, but for me personally, I just, you know, we talked about last, just the little things. I, I would like to just, you know, see some small changes like hiring an SID, um, you know, fixing a website or making that or a resource that you can actually go to and learn stuff about the school. Uh, having like a real social media um, strategy and using that to, to promote what's going on. And then just updates on, you know, sports in general, like what's happening with that end zone expansion? Like, you know, how, what does that look like? Um, so just little things, you know, I, I, every, everything else, I'm sure he's, he's weighted down with, with, uh, you know, cause when you, when many folks have been there since we've been at Hampton, right. Since we graduated. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, a lot of booby traps, man, you can't just go around, you know, you know, being, you know, 
you know, just summarily firing folks and doing things like that. So, you know, I, I just little things. When we get an SID and get some stories, I'll be like, damn, all right, we could. <laughs> that, that, that would be very good. Um, but I, I, I have seen, and some folks have asked me, like, yo, what's going on? Like, you know, there's been no change since he's been there. So people are impatient. Like you said, we're fans. And at least we have some perspective, but a lot of people are really impatient. So I'm like, yo, man, it takes time. But people are starting to ask, right? Like, what's going on? And I mean, sometimes at the minimum, when you buy a new house, right, or slap a new coat of paint on it, like the infrastructure mm-hmm. still is what it is, but mm-hmm. at least some forward facing things. Like, you know, you go to sell your house, the realtor's like, all right, fix up the, the hedges, <laughs> you know, <laughs> coat of paint, you know, yeah. put some stage in front of you, something like th- those things as you fix the real infrastructure things. So that, that's all I would like to see. What, what are your thoughts, man? What would you like yeah. to see? And what's you really know what? Yeah. But first, let me say, for all those folks that came after us and asked us, man, it's only been two weeks and Well, you know, I, I don't see nothing. I'm like, <laughs> where where in the world were you for the past 15 or 20 years? Like, 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 y'all miss me with it. Y'all can miss me with no, really, seriously. Two weeks. The man been on the job two weeks and they already, I don't see nothing. Uh, y'all weren't even around for 20 plus years. They were like, how dare you ask us that? You know, so and you know who you are. Yeah, when we're talking about you, but um, <laughs> but the thing is, honestly, though, it's like um, it's like okay, yeah, I, when hiring the SID, yeah, I think, I mean, I'm I'm sure I'm I'm positive that he has a team that's coming. You know, and while he's doing his listening tour, it's very important that he does it because you can't you just because you went to Hampton and you know what what he said, you know, he got that's where he got his start. You know, it's a lot of things that he definitely has to learn. You know, this is a school about relationships. So you can't just come in like Dave Brandon at University of Michigan when he came in and he asked 50 people in the athletic department at the University of Michigan. Mm-hmm. including, um, I think, the football and basketball coaches. And so, I mean, that, you know, coming in like Darth Vader, you know, first of all, that's not the Hampton way. And second of all, you know, he has to understand, like, what in the world are we dealing with here first? So, I mean, for all those people that came at, that came at us and asked us those questions, uh, patience, practice patience. But, yeah, I do think that, you know, um, um well, it's like this. You're in IT. So somebody's actually working on a website. You can't really kind of tell until you go back into the website and it's like up there. And you're like, whoa, okay. So I do agree that, you know, that website for the past, <laughs> that website's been bad for a while. And and I just felt like it hasn't been updated. But I'm he I'm sure he knows about it. So he he's working on it. Um, but I do I would love to see social media updates because I still think North Carolina Central and a lot of the other CAA programs are head and shoulders above Hampton in social media. I mean, I do see it's like you see it kind of like for men's basketball here and there. You might see something here for softball, but it's like on by and large, it's not like it's like they're all scattered. It's like we kind of like and the athletic department does have a uh, some sort of social media, but I guess they need some way of fusing it all in together. But um, as far as the end zone expansion, you know, it felt like, did we run out of money? Did we run out of juice? You know, still seeing players leave the stadium to go to Holland. You're kind of like, what in the world? That was last year. And that was under the old regimes. 
So I just, you know, it's like, to me, it's just like, I think for a lot of people, they just want to hear what's, what's the up, are there any updates? And I just think they're just so that type of excitement has returned, but you know, I'll just say, let, let the man do his job. Let him do what, do what he does. Now, as far as putting some paint on something, he could paint up Holland Hall, man, because Holland Hall sticks out like a sore thumb for real, (laughs) you know? You know, the stadium is like a dark brick, Olin's dark brick. A lot of the other buildings are dark brick. You could, you know, put some paint on that. So, but as far as everything is, you know, I just want to tell alums who are excited to chill. This department has been underserved and underperforming for the past 15 to 20 years almost, you know? So you can't just come around now expecting it to change this is basically an oil tanker and you can't just turn around an oil tanker in a a, a lake you know it's you know it's precision it's going to be hard so let the man figure it out first let him and dr i'm not sorry you see doctor him and the president williams figure it out so yeah yeah that's true yeah yeah he has our support so we're pulling for him and um we want him to be successful um so definitely good luck um Next, just some brief thoughts on the new president, Daryl K. Williams. So he's been at the helm for a couple months now. Um, the reviews are, are pretty good uh, from the folks I know that um, know him. There are a lot of folks that, you know, because uh, with the various alumni groups I'm involved with down here in, the, in North Carolina, like folks actually went to uh, Hampton with him. So they know him and still know him to this day. So they're, they're pretty excited about uh, what he's working on. I just I can't imagine the job he has right now. Like. Not saying that, you know, there's some issues with, you know, Harvey and like just underhanded stuff. But like if anybody is in charge of anything for 40 years, like, you know, you cut corners, right? Everything isn't yeah. written down. Everything is, you know, it's in your head. Like it's, it just becomes part of the process, even though nobody else knows where that stashed at. <laughs> nobody knows where that movie trap is. So he's finding all that stuff out now, you know, like, yeah. yeah. So he has my support. And I, one one thing I do find interesting, man, is like the previous regime is not mentioned at all, like Ooh. by this current regime. <laughs> so imagine what's going on there, man. Jeez. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, there's something going on, man. But yeah, I, I I do like what's what's going on. I do like you know his mantra of uh, delivering the number one student experience for in America, and that's what his aim is for Hampton students. So I wish him success as well. But I just can't imagine, you know stuff <laughs> what's going on there it's like you know what man it's like the um person who stepped in like president williams stepped in like to you know dan snyder you know the, the soon to be former owner of the commanders i mean soon to be former owners of the commanders like it's a lot that was such a proud franchise has fallen so hard now okay hold on dr harvey is not being compared to dan snyder let me be clear right. <laughs> dr harvey was more jerry jones you know jerry jones but you know as he aged you know things happen and i love how uh president williams has come in and you know i would say that he he understood that the students right now are have to uh, are driving the engine and when he said number one student experience in America, you know, it's like when you're updating the internet, which has been, which 
I've heard from multiple students, you know, when we were there and, and for in forever about how horrible it is. You know, and the reason why, because, you know, they were telling me they would be playing Call of Duty and they'll get kicked out all the time. So, mm. you know, so if the Wi-Fi was horrible, then that's one thing. Then if the food, the dining choices were horrible for, I'm talking about we even had that same food, gourmet services when we were there. And it was abominable. So it just shows that Dr. Harvey was tone deaf, you know, to to you know, to the students. So, yeah. President Lynch came in and said, number one student experience in America, the direct opposite or the antithesis to what Dr. Harvey was doing. Oh, so man. Harvey didn't care what the students wanted. Man. He, was, he did not he, care. He, he didn't, didn't care, care, man. Like, you still going to pay. But this is the wild part. This is what I love so much. Those lawsuits that came about oh, to the university. Man, man he was man. draining the swamp for real, man. I'm talking about all them little clowns started coming up, yep. you know, you know Harvey close with Jesse, messy Jesse. I'm sorry, we love Jesse, but messy Jesse and his son, who was an adult professor at Hampton, getting yeah. a chip. And you know, it's just like all those little, you know. And he's Harvey, some of the family members still in the school too. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I'm like, like no, nah, like honestly, no, really, like you. You basically, it's just draining the swamp. And I, I'm proud that he's doing it. And I, I think for him, being a former CEO of Lido's, you know, innovation engineering, you know, he's definitely looking for ways to, you know, improve, you know, the university, university uh, functionality wise. So, and what was his special, specialty at Lido's? It was uh, logistics. Yeah. Oh, you know, and it's what an HBCU needs, yes. man. <laughs> Like, because I think logistically, you know, we, well, because we come from the bygone era, like, do as you told, you know? Yep. So, so I think that, you know, it's, it's right at, it's right, it's at the right time. And I appreciate that dynamic of Williams and now Henderson. So these are guys that have been around the block and come from an area where there's an area of need. So, yes, I'm happy. Yep. True that. So let's hope uh, things continue in a pot of positive direction there as well. So, hey, man, there's a hot topic going around the Internet about Hampton and going back to the MEAC. So, you know, things seem to take on life of their own. Uh, we keep seeing these stories. And even what topped it off for me, man, was um, the active uh, athletic director at South Carolina State. What was her Dude. name? Uh, Keisha Campbell. Keisha Campbell. <laughs> yeah, she Former has a really Hampton. good... Former Hampton athletic director. Go ahead. Oh, she was at Hampton too? Yeah, she was an intern here too. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Got yeah. it. Um, so she was talking, she was being interviewed by uh, uh Stephen Gaither um at uh with HBCU Game Day, and she gave an interview and she said um basically uh it's how hard it is for us to schedule games within the MEAC because there's so few institutions. So she's like, I know a couple schools that can come back. And she said Hampton, AT, I think she even mentioned Winston Salem. So a lot of times athletic directors are pretty coy about those things so i i just responded like is this prophetic in some kind of way like you know is this you know putting some some you know pressure out for things to happen um so the discussion is taking off man so um we have a, a interesting perspective a unique perspective so I, I wanted to hear yours uh hampton and i'll share my thoughts on like should hampton first of all i don't think there are any legs to this um from we asked a bunch of folks and there doesn't seem to be any legs but 
uh, things gather steam on the internet. So what do you think? Like, should we go back to the MEAC or, or should we stand pat in the CAA? Well, I'm just going to use what our Asian brothers and sisters, you know, say their phrase, save face. So <laughs> if there is not going back to the MEAC, I'm sorry, we ain't. We're like we, it's like Dr. Harvey done put us out there with no money in a bus pass. <laughs> <In the CAA. laughs> it was like win. Hey, you know, I felt bad for the coaches. It's like, so now it's like you got we got people with real credentials with Henderson and Williams, and they're they're saying, okay, we we logistically Williams is gonna put the university in a proper footing so it could be possible. And Henderson, from I would say from an administrative aspect and a fundraising aspect, it's gonna put us in a, a better position. So the reason why I think we hear a lot of this me uh, Hampton going back to the MEAC. It's because our programs haven't been successful in the Big South or the CAA. And I get it. And trust me, I get it. Hampton won. Hampton was really struggling in the MEAC, to be honest, you know, except for our auxiliary sports. Basketball was successful. Uh, both both women, men's and women's was successful. Softball was successful. Volleyball had some good years. And track was very successful. So, People don't uh, mention those programs. They just look at football because football is the number one sport. So football hasn't been competitive since 2007, eight, mm. you know, honestly, respectively. So when they see it as that, like, oh, well, then they should come back. Oh, we're not going to come back. We are where we are. And to be honest, it's like, this is my thing about the MEAC. Hampton has always had his hand in the MEAC, honestly. You know, Dr. Harvey, honestly, was like Jerry Jones with Roger Goodell, you know, dictating what he wanted. And who was the commissioner for for years in the MEAC? Dennis Thomas. And who was Dennis Thomas? Harvey's right-hand man, his, his main goon. And so then when Thomas stepped down, who got it? Sonia Stills. And who was she? <laughs> she was, she's one of us, too. So, I mean, I think for us, it's like, eh, it's like when we were there, our we were we were there, and honestly, to to us, to to many of us, the MIAC was never our home. The CIA, I'm the CIA. I'm sorry, <laughs> the CIAA, not the mm -hmm. not crack Instagram and age, but CIAA <laughs> was our home, and it was a true home. And then when we figured that we got too big for it, our, the home that we set out for was the CAA, Colonial Athletic Association. That was back in 98, 99, when we wanted to join. And we had Dennis Thomas on public record saying that the CAA is where Hampton wants to go. And we've been wanting to go to the CAA since 1997 in 90, 1997 through 98. And from that point on, that was our mission to get there. And we got there. We got, doc, this was Dr. Harvey's vision. And right before he retired, he finally got his way up in there. And to the detriment or to the chagrin of many alums who wanted to kind of stay, keep it, what they say, keep it black. No. Hmm. But they wanted kind of to stay within familiar confines. And I, I agree. I, I understand. But for me, I like what I saw when we were in the Big South. I love the media. I love the fact that 
it felt like uh, it, it felt like when we were looking at on Twitter or or at social media, it felt like we were part of something. Whereas I felt like in the MEAC, under Thomas, not under Stills, under Thomas, it just felt like a has a hashtag of programs, you know. It, it, I mean, it just didn't feel like nothing encompassing it or surrounding it. So when now with the CAA, you all you're constantly bombarded with uh, social media, or you're 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 getting updates from your phone. You know, it seems that it fits more of what Hampton wants to be. So. When she says that, you know, for Auntie and Hampton to come back, Auntie ain't coming back. Not Auntie. Auntie is more Auntie and Hampton are definitely fits for the CAA. And, you know, to be honest, North Carolina Central is a fit too. But, you know, so I think for her, it's just like, you was a former athletic director here. So, you know, I mean, so when she says that, I just think she's kind of saying it from a mama's perspective, like, come on home, baby. Yeah, and honestly, <laughs> honestly, mom. Every time I come home, I get gout, and I don't want it. So that's how we look at it. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, I think it's, it's probably in her best interest and South Carolina State's interest, like if Hampton and AT came back, perhaps. But yeah, I, I think you know we 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 are on the record about leaving for the Big South. We were a little shocked. I mean, if it was up to me, I don't think I would have advocated for that. Um, but. Um, I think the CAA is a not a thing. It's a it's a good conference, man. And look at the teams that are successful. Like they're rewarded with postseason opportunities and um, exposure. And I think if we can get our stuff together as an institution, we'll have some of that too. I mean, watching the football teams and all those teams get. I mean, I'm just talking about football and basketball, but this is across the board. But uh, the football teams, I mean, they they have really. Uh, great seeds i'm going into the playoffs i mean what four or five teams something like that went to the playoffs last year i mean mm-hmm. there's no reason why we can't be one of those teams and, and have some success and then if anybody's watching a basketball like ca basketball has been great this year especially at the top the college college of um uh charleston i mean they ranked in top 25 i mean they were so good that if they they were yeah. talking about if they got bounced from the tournament then they would have received an at-large bid Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I mean, that that's strength right there. And we played with those guys. I mean, we I mean, you know, basketball, men's basketball was rough, but you could see we're like a player or two away from really competing and being in that mix. So I think that's good. I mean, you know, I still go to MEAC games. Um, I went to watch Central and Howard play uh, here. It was a great game, great atmosphere. And I, I missed that. But I think top to bottom, uh, CIA, the CAA is just better, just better. You know, from a competitive standpoint, like the best MEAC teams can compete, but top to bottom, it's a really good product. And I mean, I, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing there. I just want us to be compete better and, and have, you know, better chances to win. But I think once we get that get there, I think it's going to be good. Good for us. Good for A&T. And like you said, the exposure, man, this social media stuff is great. I mean, they really um, put together some good stuff to share what's going on. So I, I think Hampton should stay the course. I mean, Truth be told, I mean, we weren't really doing much in the MEAC either when we left, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, but now we could be we're in the CAA and uh, we're playing our rivals um, mm-hmm. every year too. And now, hey, we have to see how long that lasts because yeah. uh, you know there's some hits to to you know um, rankings and stuff when you keep 
um, you know, playing your rivals instead of playing some other institution. So we'll yeah. see how long yeah. that lasts and how long the CA allows that to run its course. Um, but that's a whole other conversation. But I, I think Hampton should stick the course, <laughs> stay the course, and, and stay in the CAA. Yeah, we're not going back. I mean, come on, can you imagine the 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 jokes coming back? If, oh, if we had- and, and guess from who? Which institution? Oh my God! Oh, oh and definitely from God. Norfolk State. Howard too. You know, well, I think Howard would be more like, "Come on back, come on." It's no, right no, here. no. I think it's the. I think it's opposite. I think Norfolk State would be like, "Well, we all back." But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Howard would be like, "Y'all look, you know, you know what they gonna say." Oh, you know what they gonna say. You know, yeah, and you're right. You know, it's more like, "See, y'all thought y'all was better than yeah, us. exactly." Oh no, we didn't. <laughs> we didn't do it. Doctor Harvey did it. You know, so. <laughs> No, so no, Hampton is not going back for that reason. It's like it's like if you broke and no, if you were like if you was like a real housewife and you marry up and you actually marry an NBA baller and he divorced you and you back to broke again and you going hanging around them bitter women, it's the same thing, you know. <laughs> no, we ain't doing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, we we're 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 here. And I, I think it's a good thing if, if you watch the games. Like you know, a lot of people don't watch. You know, they, but if you watch the, the games and watch the product, it's a pretty good product. So yeah, but they good. don't watch the they don't watch the games, but they sure don't want to sure do want to complain. Oh, that's true, man. That's true. Can't name anything. Remember, some people still don't know we left the, the Big South. So happened <laughs> <laughs> to that that big that big thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh man. So hey, man. Basketball season is over. It's been a roller coaster season uh, for both the uh, Lady Pirates and the men's uh, basketball team. So, Lady Pirates they fared slightly better. They finished at uh, twelve and eighteen. Um, uh, Nyla Young she finished third team uh, All CAA. And Victoria Mason, I'm sure this makes uh, six uh, day. Um, she was finished first, uh, all uh, CAA, all defensive team, uh, Victoria Mason. So they had some players, they had some success. They were nine and 10 in the conference, almost finished uh, at 500. So they were competitive at times and they even won a game in the CAA tournament. So um, props to the um, lady pirates for that. The men's team, who would you know, you know, watch the men's team a lot. It's like, uh, you know, it's, it's for parents, you know what I mean? You're watching your kids play. But it, it was rough at times to watch them. If you're not, like, a fan, man, uh, yeah. They, they finished. And at home, they were a lot better. But on a road, 1-13, and 13, man, um, uh, it, was, it was a rough year for the Pirates. I think they finished last in the CAA and got uh, bounced out pretty quickly in the in the tournament. One thing that is uh, something to look forward to is um, uh, Kyrie Smullen. So, he finished the uh, first. He made the CAA All Rookie Team, so he's a freshman from Norfolk, Virginia. Nice uh, big man down there, like six seven, uh, banger. And uh, he got better throughout the year, so you can see that if you were watching the games. Um, also, want to give a shout out to Deuce Dean, as we saw today. Like, he's entering the transfer portal, so yeah. um, thanks for representing uh, Hampton well and and surviving with all of all of the ups and downs and transfers and college. Because a lot of games, yo man. A lot of guys that came in with him were really mm-hmm. good, and they left, but he stuck Absolutely. it out. I'm, I'm sure if whatever he wish he would have left too, but um, yeah. he stuck it out and 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 yeah. tried to and and lead Hampton. So props to him yeah. for you know being a pirate and sticking it out and um and and represent well. Good luck to wherever you head to next. 
Absolutely. Yeah, man. Definitely. He, he earned it. He probably got his degree. So if you wanted to go back somewhere in South Carolina, go ahead. Do your thing. You know, your family could visit you. So, yeah, you know, I definitely am appreciative of him. Um, and, you know, there were some other guys that left with him, you know, the shooter. I'm not going to say his name. And he was he was good, but um, he is it's ironic now that where he left is a program that we're competitive with. And I don't get why he would leave to go there. You know, normally if you leave, you want to go up or go to a place where you're going to get minutes. But who knows? But I was really impressed with Kyrie Smullen. You know, he was one of the lone bright spots, you know, of that year. You know, I just kind of think that the past uh, past couple of years has been so much transition for both the men's and women's program that, you know, it's just like, how could you find solid footing? You know, it's like, you know, our, you know, recruits going to say, where y'all going to be at next year? Y'all, y'all went from MEAC to Big South to CAA. And then I kind of found out that some of the players um, uh, were in, uh, remember, uh, home, I think last year was the one that we had players who were kind of still in the MEAC when we left. And I think this is the first year that we have, well, yeah, first year that none of those MEAC, that n- no player was in the MEAC, but we had uh, Big South, um, kids who remember the Big South and kids who are now in the CAA. So transition-wise, you know, it's been rough. But, you know, it's like for the girls fared a lot better than the guys because, you know, we had, of course, uh, Nyla Young, you know, and she, man, you know, she, you know, I was, you know, I was really impressed, you know, like, like with what she can put, put on what she put out despite, you know, all of the things that, you know, she's had to deal with. And of course we've had Victoria Mason, you know, defensive team, you know, she's that six mold, you know, of, you know, tough, gritty, you know, defensive players. And, you know, it's like, but for me, it's like Van Arsdale, you know, that's been, you know, she's always been the one that, you know, we, you know, we like, we appreciate her and she tries hard, but sometimes it's just that, you know, our bodies fail us. So I really, you know, my heart goes out to her and I just want to see her just, you know, it, I, it, she gets, is she getting the fifth year eligibility? What, what is her status? Yeah. So they're saying that she's still, I think she is because I was reading an article where she's trying to figure out if she's going to stay in Hampton or transfer. Yeah. So it's out in the open. Like everyone's like, yeah, you, you put in your work here. Like you, yeah. <laughs> you, you, what, you we'll do what's best for you. Yeah. Do I, you know what? And that's, that's all I could wish for that young lady, you know, cause I really thought that, you know, she, she put in her heart, she put in the time and, you know, it's just, sometimes I do wonder is the scheme not fitting? Like maybe the scheme is, if it's just an all defense and it's rough, then maybe, we need to kind of soften it up a little bit, you know, you know, instead of just like, you know, that 40 minutes of hell that Arkansas defense that uh, Nolan Richardson had, maybe we could kind of adjust a couple traps here and there, you know, half court trap, you know, but, but that's how six rolls, you know, and he was 12 and 18 and overall and nine and 10 in the conference. So, you know, six ain't going to let up for nothing. So, uh, I did appreciate, uh, we do appreciate his style, but sometimes it kind of wears players out, especially at the back end of yeah. the schedule. Yeah. And, um, but for Joyner, but for Joyner though, um, um, I think, uh, 
Oh man, his his pro he always kind of just like tries to figure out what type of team he has in season. And when it happens, you know, it's just like sometimes it's kind of you find yourself at the right time. Sometimes you find yourself at the you don't find yourself at all. And I think that this year it just kind of seemed that there was no cohesiveness out there. Um, we did. It looked like we did have injuries because I didn't see um, the big guy out there, the Canadian Luke. player. Yeah, Luke. Luke yeah, mm -hmm. Luke. Uh, Luke Therian or Therian. I'm sorry. You know, I didn't see him out there. So. I just kind of felt that, you know, this team just wasn't uh, matched uh, well with other CAA programs. So I just I just kind of felt that it just it, this year wasn't his year and he needs to kind of show that he could recruit players that fit the CAA mold. So, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, this is to be straight up. This was not a CAA roster. No, this is and even um I mean if you I saw somewhere that the Miak was what one and five or two two and six against the uh I'm sorry Hampton and AT were like one and five or two and five or two and six against Miak program so it this wasn't a Miak roster either so yeah that's true we weren't really prepared for any of these programs you know one thing that is helpful I mean he can just look at the Big South I mean the, the CAA itself like. You can turn over a basketball roster in a year. Mm -hmm. There's so many examples of that. So um, if if Jordan wants to get busy and and really you know change things up, he can do that pretty quickly. I mean, I mean the transfer portal is full. There's a lot of guys graduating from our squad. Um, so, but even if he wanted to like really do a wholesale, like you know, all right, we getting we got eight new guys coming in, he can do that. So. We'll see. I mean, he's got to make changes. He can't. What is yeah. there yeah. isn't will not work. His, his his I mean, he hasn't forgotten the coach. He knows more about coaching than both of us combined <laughs> in <his> sleep. <laughs> um, but something's got to change. Like this, this is um, we, we haven't really been really competitive. And I think it starts with him of keeping the good guys he has. So he has to keep Mullen. He has to keep Mullen. Got to. Got to. Yeah. Got you know. to. All right. So we'll see, man. Hey. Are we going back into hibernation, hibernation uh, Hampton Night? With you know what? <laughs> this, is not so. a sh this is not a shot at President Williams or A.D. Henderson, but it's like, you got to be understand, we've been doing this for, um, well, it's almost 10 years now, right? 2015, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 20, yeah, about 2014. And yeah, 2014, yeah, almost. We're, we're getting there. And honestly, it's like we we man, we had the rose years. Whew. Yeah. We had we had the the manor years. Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, we had some successes in the joiner years. Yeah. Yeah. But we had six years. Yeah. And so I mean, I think we put so much into this sometimes that it just feels like, man, like, man. We tired, so I do. I would say this: if there is excitement, we'll you'll hear us again soon. But we kind of need to kind of take care of what we got at home. So yeah, it's not but, only that that that's part of it too. That's hundred percent. But like we got data, data too, right? Yeah, and yeah, people just like as we are struggling in the CAA, people don't care. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just the. 
<laughs> I mean, people want to win, right? People want some information, excitement. Like when yeah. we were, we were in the MEAC in the heyday, where thing we were, we you know we weren't completely winning, but we were competitive. I mean, people, people listen, were listening. Yeah, yeah, people, people listen. Were, right, but now people like ah, we lost again. <laughs> then we're here. So it makes sense. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, if we win or. It doesn't even have to be winning, but we if we're competitive and people are interested, we'll be back. You know, we might do we might do a little pop in here and there, but at this point, you know, we'll we'll figure it out. Yep, true that. We so, won't we won't leave y'all cold, but you know, you it'll just it won't be like every week or every other week. So Yep. So but uh yeah, man, thanks for joining Hamptonite as always. And um good luck, uh Henderson. We're pulling for you. Oh, and um, another thing is, we will say this, we are going to start working with other podcasters, too, every now and then, so we you will hear us on the Golden Boot. It's uh, They're going to be talking about the Hampton brand, so we'll be podcasting Thursday, and we'll, we'll make sure you guys get the link for that, too. Yeah, that's true, man, because there's a whole lot of stuff going on the internet, and nobody's speaking up for Hampton, so we're going to start speaking up for Hampton. Offering a Hamptonian perspective on things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, go Pirates. Peace.